Welcome back to the Girls Talk Egg Podcast, Plowing Through the Manure Online. Uh, it's the three of us. Say hi, gals. Woohoo! Hello. <laughs> That's what Jen's got some excitement going on. Yeah, I'm clean. In her- I washed hog barns this morning and then I showered again, so I'm clean. That's always nice. I love how you say that. I had a date with Wanda. I had a date. I danced. I danced up. with Wanda this morning. <laughs> danced with Wanda. That works. Um, so we're going to kind of talk. I don't know. We 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 were torn on whether we were going to talk about this. And then we kind of talked about talking about it. And we're like, didn't we already talk about it once? And uh, but, you know, we got a question today. Right. Um, from Jim Smith. A listener of ours. Hello, dedicated listener. One of the three, plus my mom. Uh, so we definitely appreciate Jim listening. And he asked us about our take on um, kind of the dust up right now that's going on in Canadian agriculture. I guess you could say it Canadian, but I guess it's it's in all agriculture because we've dealt with it in the past. Um, about women's groups in ag. Right, gals? That's- so should we change the name of this podcast to Humans Talk Ag? <laughs> right. Humans talk egg. We let Jim contribute. That's yeah. Well, we let shark on, so it's not like right. we discriminated. Yeah. So, and we mentioned Sean every time. So, hi, Sean. We can't have a podcast without Sean. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Sean. Filthy animal. <laughs> um. So no, I mean, and so yeah. I, I, what really kind of spurred the conversation for those of you that haven't seen, or or maybe you have seen and you still aren't sure what we're talking about because Twitter is always a dumpster fire when it comes to uh, different interaction that seems to be going on out there. Um. Apparently, um, a gal back a last week. Uh. Well, just before Halloween, actually, October 29th. Um, tweeted a conversation or a quote from Jen Christie, who's a a respected female in Ontario agriculture. And uh, she was speaking about um, the dynamics of board leadership in in agriculture. And she had said that in ag, 80 to 100% of our organizations are led by white, gray-haired men. We need these men to ask women to join and lead. Men need to take an active role in promoting women in the industry. And so that was her tweet during the conversation. And a, a gentleman by the name of Kevin Hirsch came and said, many, in parentheses, most men are happy to have women involved. Women need to step up rather than just attending their own women in ag events. And from there ensued the chaos. So we want to kind of talk about that. You know, are, are women um, guilty of, of isolating themselves? Perhaps, um, what is the role of, of women in ag groups in, in 2017? Are there ways that we can kind of change that or improve um, perhaps the, the unification in agriculture? Do we need to? Um, you know, these are all things we're going to kind of chat about today, I guess, is is the direction I'm heading, right? I, did I get that? Okay. I, guess, I guess I'm a little, I guess I go both ways. <laughs> oh, that didn't sound very good. Ah. That's um, <laughs> And you pick on me for the women's studies conversation. That's right. We know why Jen picks on me now. Yeah, I'm a little self conscious. Um, (laughs) You know, Chris has told me this for years, and I I quote Chris again I can't read your freaking mind, Jennifer. (laughs) And it's so true. I mean, I don't know why we expect men to ask us to do stuff. Like, we need you to sit on a board. If you want to sit on a board, 
say, hey, I'm here. I'd like to sit on a board. Now, that's not going to guarantee you're going to get the job. Yeah. It's an election just like everything else. But don't sit back and wait for people to ask you to do things. If you're interested in it, go for it. There's no guarantee you're going to get it, but there never is in life. Yes. Well, and that was kind of the response that we saw from another young gal up there. Um, I say young gal. She's our age. But you look young. You're beautiful. Fantastic, Adrian. Um, I think, I hope that's her name. And I don't catch her last name. I actually really stink at this. Ivy. Ivy. I believe it's Good job, Karen. Because I have it. And I didn't print off, like, the cover page on her little blog response which it was and that's where i that's what the the first link was that was sent to us was the blog response and i had seen tara davidson um make a conversation or make a response yesterday and i didn't really know what was going on and i really didn't care to involve myself because ignorance is sometimes bliss but not sometimes um, always always i didn't know anything about it till we got the message from jim today i I had nothing to do and to be honest i didn't have time to do a lot of research i had work to do yeah. I read the tweet and then I read uh, Hirsch's response that he eventually had to write a blog post on or an article or whatever he wants. I, I don't know exactly where it was, but he what said, call it in yeah, Canada. whatever they call it, you know, 140 characters wasn't enough to explain himself because he kind of, I think he kind of put himself in a pickle a little bit trying to do it in 140 characters. I just, yeah. I don't know. And some of this comes with age too. I mean, it's, it's hard to be, a hard on bitch. No, it's not, Jen. You know, yeah. When you're looking for a job <laughs> at 18. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you're young, yeah, yeah. You really have to come into your own level of happiness as you get older because then you've already proven that you're worth keeping around if you're considered high maintenance, which is something yeah. both genders have to deal with. But I think sometimes having a sassy, you know, young 18 year old who is a little cocky is, is maybe more. Um, applauded than having to deal with a high maintenance 22 year old female. But there's reasons for that too. I mean, have you ever been around a high maintenance 22 year old female? You want to smack her and yourself. But uh, yeah. So yeah, we have all kind of come into our own level of respect for one. Um, right. And I, I think that's one thing that's huge is, is a level of respect. And that, that was actually kind of her response was um, she had talked to her husband, Aaron. He sits on many boards and he was asked to sit on every one of them by experienced board members and executives. Um, and he said they were listed off many of the, in parentheses, male board members that were known, that they had known, and they were all asked to sit on the board. Um, The local director for the Saskatchewan uh, Cattlemen's Association was first asked to run for the board, and she had never been asked to sit on a board. And she said a long list of her confident, accomplished female friends had also never been asked to sit on the board. And she said that was enough for us to realize that, um, you know, obviously there is a, a trend, I guess you could say, of asking people to sit on boards or whatever. I've always been asked to sit on a Farm Bureau board when I was in Michigan. Um, but I think that's maybe a different level of stuff. You know what I mean? Like I, I was always approached to be a board member on, on Farm Bureau, but at the same time, it's not like in some areas, everyone's <laughs> lining up to be a Farm Bureau board member. So maybe that's not a good example. Um, but that's what she had said is that, you know, it's a common practice for someone to ask someone and she had never been asked. And, and that's true. It is a common practice. And, and quite frankly, History tells us that men are going to yes. ask men, but, but it doesn't mean 
that you can't step up and say, yo, you know, and I've ended up, yeah, I've, I've ended up on stuff, you know, uh, committees or whatever, because Chris is like, hell no, I don't have time for that. And they'll say, well, what about Jennifer? And I'm like, yeah, yeah sure. Whatever. Or Jen's you know, like, I, mean, I don't have enough going you know, on. Why the hell not? Yeah. Why, why the hell not? Because I don't say no, um, except to Chris. <laughs> and <laughs> sorry, Chris. So I just, I don't know. I, I think that obviously this comes with age, but, um, you kind of can't judge your self-worth based on what other people think because that's not really their job. Well, I think it goes back to the childhood thing too of you never want to, well, it's not even childhood. I think it's human nature. You never want to force yourself on a group of people if they don't want you there perhaps right. too. So you and, feel and like it would true. be more you, comfortable if you were asked. But If you were asked. In today's society, someone approaches you to ask to run on a board and you know, next thing you know, they're hitting on you. You know what I mean? They're getting socked in the eye by your jealous husband or something. I I think that's a level of concern that people have, but Karen, you're on the alumni. Aren't you on the alumni board or what are you? I am on the university of Illinois alumni board as the crop sciences vocational director, but um, I applied to be on the board. They put out a notice and said, anyone who is interested in this position, please apply. And they took the applications and from those applications, they chose me. So, um, but it wasn't, somebody didn't come and ask me to be on it. I saw the posting and decided that I wanted to try. So, and the thing is, is I love a good pat on the back. You come and ask me something because you think I've earned it. By God, that feels good. Don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong. Well, no challenge. Knowing that it's an automatic win is way better than putting yourself out and failing. You know, I love a good pat on the back, but. But Every time you say that, I think you're going in a way bad direction, but I guess that's where my mind's at right now. So <laughs> I love a good, and I'm like, oh, Jen. Pat on the back, pat on the butt, Angie. Doesn't everyone? But no, yeah. But you, but you can't sit around and wait on that. Some of that comes with jumping in and trying to get some recognition or get on these boards, and then eventually people will see that you have – stuff to contribute and then you will be asked to be on boards but you have to start somewhere. Yeah, I think you have to be able to prove something. And it and it is hard. It, I mean, that's why I was um we used to have a a grain um board group with the Michigan Agribusiness Association and it was all of the the members of the grain industry in the state would get together and chat and I think I was the only girl. There may have been one other female there on occasion, but that was one of those where you just had to show up. You know, it wasn't, uh, um, they didn't, I didn't apply. They didn't pick you. You were, you just had to be there, but, um, was it kind of scary? I mean, I think anytime you go to a a new place or, or meet a new group of people or, you know, again, put yourself out there, it's, it's going to be exceptionally scary. I'm going to say that there are some boards that are mostly old white males. Um, and I have heard complaints about that, but I have to say too, that I've heard complaints about that from young men that, you know, those boards are all yeah. old white men too. Right. So, um, oh, yeah. white haired men, I shouldn't say white men. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to subject racism into this while I was at it. <laughs> white hair. Right. Exactly. That's a way to go, Karen. That's why. Well, and that is what they, they did talk about was the, the white haired man or whatever, the gray haired guy. And now we're being insensitive to people with lack of color follicles. But I in just, their my head. point is, you know, some younger you know, men right. also complain about guys. this yeah. old guard type situation on boards. Which is probably a whole nother racist term. I'm well, sorry, I gotta works, stop. Though. <laughs> Man, 
<laughs> Picture Karen with a foot in the mouth now, but but no, I mean that's really I think that's part of it is that there is a um you work to get into those positions sometimes too, and right or wrong, um they don't have, you know, I guess the good perky board, you know, I don't know. Cause I can't really think of a whole lot of boards that are involved in, in agriculture, at least that I've experienced um, on that side. You know what I mean? Like I, well, every commodity has a board and they have boards both in the state and yeah. nationally, you know, farm bureau has the County level, the state level, the national level, the ag in the classrooms have boards, you know, the junior college ag departments have boards. Um, yeah. You know, there are also ag advisory boards at the major universities. So, I mean, there, there are boards out there, but. Um, Just nothing I'm ever going to be involved in like that. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'm not gonna, I don't think I'll ever be approached and asked. And even then I hate committing my time to anything. Like I kind of graduated from high school and I was really, really busy in high school and I got to college and was introduced to not having a huge schedule of things. And I've kind of gotten more accustomed to being selfish with my time, you know, as, as possible as that is. I don't know, but that's, uh, and I think other people think the same way, you know, if I have to choose right now, if I go on another board or if I'm home with my kids, uh, you know, I picked the one board I wanted to be a part of and, you know, the rest of the time I'm probably going to spend chauffeuring my kids around. So, well, and that was, uh, um, the one piece of conversation and I don't remember if it was brought up or if it was something that we had talked about, um, where, you know, young women really, when it comes down to it, you know, and we've talked about it plenty of times with the hot mess moms and just the podcast in general. Once you have children and are married, your time really is not yours to be selfish with. You know what I mean? You've got the children that you need to make sure are taken care of. And, um, you know, for me in particular, I don't really want to give up a night, whether it's once a month, once every other month or whatnot, where I'm gone until 930, 10 o'clock. It comes down to prioritizing. And then... And then if you're in a situation where, you know, you do stay home with your kids and make them a priority by the time they are old enough to take care of themselves, like mine are now, and I can be gone at the night, you know, you've passed up some opportunities that might not be there anymore. Yeah. Which is a hard thing for a female because it is a hard I think thing. that's something that is, is, is not part of the conversation, um, is making those prioritizing your life. You know what I mean? In a, in a way that, you know, I, prior to having kids and prior to being married, my career was the number one thing. I worked 12, 12 hours a day. Plus I was available all the time. I didn't have a problem traveling to speak or going to these conferences or things like that. And now my life is entirely different. I hate to, I'm never going to be gone overnight. I don't, you know, I don't want to be gone overnight if I can avoid it um, for at least a, the, the short time being and stuff like that. So I, you know, you are giving up opportunities and, and Tara mentioned that Tara uh, Davidson had mentioned that um, her lack of board participation is currently not because she's disinterested. In fact, she serves in other capacities and maintains close contact with beef lobby groups, participates in formal mentorship programs and attends industry meetings with or without a baby on her hip, she said. But she she has to make decisions and prioritize exactly what we talked about with her family first, because she has four kids, you know, ages zero to, to seven. Um, so I, I don't know. It was an interesting thing there because um, 
to me, because the, the conversation further on that, that Hirsch went on is that, you know, he was kind of offended by the conversation. I think, I think that was the first thing is I think we expect people not to be offended when we offend them. If we feel that we are more offended, but kind of goes back to the diagnosis, butthurt conversation that we had a few weeks ago, you know what I mean? But so we, we pick on people willing to be on the boards at, you know, at the expense of other people. I don't know. I guess that it's, it was interesting to kind of see is, is, uh, did he say something entirely wrong in what he said? Do you guys think? Does he not know. know to leave a hot potato alone? Right. I mean, was he just trying to be an attention whore himself? Right. I mean, I don't know the guy. I don't know anything about him, but he had to have known jumping into this the way he did was not going to go well. I think he blindly, I think he just put it out there. And that's what he said. He started with the the article that he has here is that you probably shouldn't get embroiled in this discussion, said a little voice in my head. But I tweeted the response anyway, and with that, I was pulled into a discussion on women with agriculture, a topic on which I have opinions, but no credentials. Well, and that's like this morning I put, opinions are just that, opinions, they can't be wrong. And Chris is like, yeah, that's wrong. (laughs) I'm like, your opinion of my opinions is wrong? Right. Are you kidding me? I'm like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's, I guess it's everyone's. And that's... um, he, I'm trying to read a little bit of what he said, because he, he said, uh, he, his sons were kind of like, what are you doing? You know, he said, one son said I was coming across as in, actually, I can't write what the description was. Right. That Another was son funny. cautioned me to be careful, nothing, noting this topic is lo- full, full of landmines. That I- okay, so just in saying, okay, let's talk about this, because do you think it's a generational thing? Because that's how he saw it, but obviously his son's you know, we're warning him and telling him that he sounded like a, something you couldn't talk about. So is it like a certain age where, yeah. you know, that this shouldn't be an issue anymore? Or, I mean, is it, I mean, do 45 year old men think the same way as this guy does? Cause in my, my experience, they don't. Yeah. In my experience dating myself, you know, the guys I went to college with who are farming now are used to me being around yeah. I'm used to other women being around. And I think that how they see things might be differently than how someone older than us, the generation before did. Well, because I think they had strong women present. I think they had strong mothers present where gentlemen of this generation had strong wives present. And I think there's an entirely different level of view or opinion or respect or call it what you want. But I think how you see how a man sees his mother versus how he sees his wife is almost not even in the same place. Oh, see, things like that make me shudder. I know, even... I don't... Well, but I mean, so, I mean, there was a point where people, where women yeah. did have to fight to be an egg. They had to fight to be an FFA. They had to fight to participate, to be yeah. in offices um, and different things like that. But as a 42-year-old, I guess I never felt that like you that. Had to fight. You know, there were lots of women in FFA. You know, I was... The president of, I guess I was the first female president of both my section and my cha- my chapter and my section, which seems a little weird since I was in school in the 90s, but I guess I didn't fight for it. I mean, I, you know, I just, I didn't feel like I had to fight for yeah. it, but that's not to diminish those before us who really did fight. But I just feel like our age and younger, we really shouldn't have to fight our same age people because they should be used to us at we this should point. respect but not saying that it doesn't happen but we 
I think it will happen everywhere you go in any generation. Will it be as predominant? Probably not. But humans well, look are at the humans. conversation. When was it, it? With is it really a women thing, or is it just that some people are assholes and they're always going to be assholes? Well, I think that comes. No, it's some people are assholes. But how do you make sure that people around the assholes call them out when they are? Like, just look back at that conversation we had this last spring with the hot agronomist. You know, that was a twenty-some-year-old kid, right? Yeah, you shouldn't. 20 year old kids should not, they should have been taught enough respect over the years. So are we starting, do we have to be careful not to go backwards where, oh, it's an evil, it's an even playing field. So why the hell are you even complaining? You know, and meanwhile, you have 20 some year old kids taking pictures of even playing fields. I don't want to say No, that, I know. I'm, yeah. It could be a lot. I know you're worse. not. But I'm going to say, I'm going to say at the same time, we can blame men all we want, but women are big. Wow. And yeah, I'm. I mean, we're to each other. Let's be honest. Well, I asked a couple people who are on commodity boards and higher boards. Asked them how they felt about this, and they both said, "To be honest, I've had I've felt worse from other women than I have ever from exactly. the men on the board." Yeah, I can remember. Let's see, what year would it have been? Chris and I hadn't been married very long. Had no kids. We got married ninety two. First kid was born in ninety six. That's what had to be 93 or 94 uh, sitting at a uh, young farmer conference in a women's group. It was just for the women. It was a couple's conference, but this was just the women's group. And um, someone asked that was running, that was running the meeting. uh, How many of you haul grain or help haul grain? And, um, Several people raised their hand. I raised my hand at the time. We did. We had one semi, but we had tan. We're running tandem trucks, and some woman raised her hand. And this is still a joke between Chris and I. Uh, run grain trucks. That's what the. That's what the person said. How many of you help haul grain by by driving grain trucks? And some woman raised her hand and said, "Do semis count?" Well, of course they count. <laughs> Don't be. If you want to tell me you run a semi, fine. Say. Sure, I do. Yeah. I run a semi. But don't don't ask if semis count. All you wanted to do was tell me what you did. You made every other All you wanted to do was point, yeah, out, right? do was point out that you were a woman that could drive a semi. Congratulations. But <laughs> that wasn't the point of the question. And so yeah. by asking that, everyone around you was like, Oh, we just run tandems. We're not as cool as you. Don't yeah, we're we're, we're not moron. Worthy. So sometimes we interject sexism into it ourselves. We do kind of totally. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think so. I think uh, it's almost sometimes can be a. It's like Angie fighting with us, saying she can pee in a urinal and we can't, kind of thing. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, it's that never happened. We're full. We're, we're almost, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know, but I think everyone's going to be like, "Oh, they're having a conversation about who can pee in a urinal." Stay golden, <laughs> pony boy. We're almost, or more so, nasty to each other than what's out there. Well, I think it's a competition. Well, it I is. think we've talked about that in the past. I mean, who can who can have the most shit going on? Who can can be a part of of boards and go to church and lead Sunday school and and make the best Pinterest snack? And I, I mean that. And that goes down life. to yeah. it, it. Oh my god! Yeah, that's, and that's another place. Society, I tell you what, man. you want to talk about a bunch of bitches getting together? That's on Facebook groups. Damn! Damn. Somebody puts I, me in one, I, I take myself out of it. I don't have time for that. They I'm they so scare me. That I don't get women in yeah. Facebook groups. God love you all if you're in them and can get along. But most of the time, 
I know from experience, because I've been in a few I've had to exit from because I'm like, this dude, this is getting ready to implode. And what happens is, yeah. is that they implode and somebody goes and starts another group, but only invites the people who agree with them into that group. Oh, and then somebody else starts another group because they don't agree with the people in the other group, but they only invite the people. And then someone accidentally gets into another group. And oh my God, we've got to stop. That is hilarious because no one adds me to those things. I don't know if it's because I am not in ag enough. You know what I mean? I think. So next time if somebody invites me, I'm going to no, invite I, Angie and then. No. send you an invitation to a few. Because <laughs> no, honestly. I'm good. I've seen a couple. I don't What comment. is it? The, what was the one that you sent me the link to? Was it the the Farm Wives Support oh, Group? God. Are you allowed to say that out loud? Is I that supposed know. to be Are a secret? Are we allowed to say that out loud? Is that a secret group? Farm Wives Support well, we Group. we just did. I don't know. It's like I, food. You're married to a farmer. You're not married to a military person yeah. who's gone for six, seven days. 10 years at a time it's okay Getting shot yeah. Out. yeah yeah a cop dude if you a, need to see you your know. husband drive down to the field um yeah if timmy's got a birthday and dad won't come in take right. a cupcake to the field the kid's gonna feel cool let him ride the combine it's okay right yeah i i have to admit that that seeing that really opened my and i think you know we're getting away from the the original discussion but it's it's it of you oh, know, can I they, also because- just say, if you're worried about little Timmy's birthday happening during harvest or planning, you should have thought about having sex at a different time of the year. Plan sex better, guys. Plan sex better, people. That's, Jen used to get hog semen at preschool. Yeah. She knows all about the breeding functions. If you I need know. to ask her, she'll get you taken care of with something. I think- this is maybe off topic, but I think part of it is that there's varying levels of how women can be in agriculture. And for men, you either work in ag or you farm. And I think you that's, know, you're not yeah. married to a farmer. You're not married yeah. to a chemical sales rep. You know, either the man is yeah. in it or he's not. Whereas here we have grain merchandisers and we have an agronomist yeah. and we have farmers, but then we also have friends who may teach school, but they're married yeah. to farmers. So they kind of have, they, I mean, they still juggle both ends of that issue. And so I think maybe that's part of the issue too, is, you know, either you're all in or maybe people don't think you count enough, which is completely and utterly ridiculous. <laughs> well, it goes back to our long, you know, when I said that this morning in that conversation, it goes back to the farm wife versus farmer. Like, why aren't you just a farmer? If you farm, why do you have to be the, the wife? You're not a lawyer wife. You're not a cop wife. You're a you're a wife, you know, or you're a farmer. Like, why can't a farmer be? And so I think, Karen, your point is is profound in the sense that there are varying levels of, of um, involvement for women in agriculture. But I think if you were a teacher, maybe you would call yourself a teacher and not a farmer. Although you're still living the farm life. Yeah. So, I mean, I w- wouldn't necessarily agree. It's true. It I mean, I would, I would to the varying farmer, degree but... of, of being involved. Yeah. I mean, how do you? Right. And it goes back to that we shouldn't be douchebags and we shouldn't right. be judging each other because we are. And I think that's enemies. part of the problem. We are judging each other. Um, and we're expecting to find our self-worth based on what others think of us. Are, are think of yeah. us. And we can't do that. Now, do we all deserve respect? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, no matter what we choose to do, whether we're in ag or, or anywhere or else yeah. or just it just just as humans yeah but um do we have to pull our self-worth on whether or not um you know we've been asked to be on a major board or 
you know, what, how Chris thinks I wash the hog barns or no, that, that better come from yourself. And now, you know, as mothers or parents, actually as parents, not just mothers, we need to teach our kids that from a young age. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's one of the hardest things I ever had to learn is my self-worth has to come from me and not from somebody else. You're a self-esteem balloon. Yes, I, 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 I know. Can you I've imagine? I mean, you guys have up. entire, you guys have entire conversations with each other and with Jim before I even get out of bed. So, right. <laughs> I mean, I woke up early. Gonna, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to judge myself for it just because you guys have done more before in a day before I get out of bed than I will do all day. But <laughs> well, if it makes you feel better, I was laying in bed while we were having the conversation, so it wasn't like I'd gotten up. I picked I up my phone and I was like scrolling back and going, how long is this conversation? <laughs> how long have they been talking? But no, well, in the he- first place, didn't Jim start it like at 3 a.m.? I'm like, dude. Yeah. Okay. Apparently he doesn't sleep. Yeah. He needs to lay off the crack cocaine. I'm on. He's <clears throat> We're on to you, Mr. Smith. And your yeah, drug give usage. Give us some of that stuff. Yeah. Share. Right? Okay. Share. That's right. Yeah. I'd like to be up forever. Um, but no, and I mean, the one thing that I I did feel, I I feel kind of like Hirsch and that, you know, it's easy to automatically be ticked at this guy, like when you read the responses and, and you're hearing about it and, you know, people are talking about mansplaining and stuff like that. But his November 2nd, um, article or his little post actually really brought out a, a good, topic and i'd kind of like to hear your guys's opinion on it and we've talked about it but he says um yes most farm organizations look like old boys clubs yes we do should do more to encourage interested women to become involved but many women aren't interested in rural municipal politics or one of the many crop commissions people have tried to recruit more women to little avail women do turn out in good numbers to conferences aimed at advancing women in agriculture there's been a wave of these conferences in recent years if a, if women come away feeling more empowered that's marvelous but to make a real difference they need to be involved in beyond those conferences um See, and and i think that's true yeah but i have no interest in municipal whatever you Politics. said i mean yeah. it's just not of interest to me and yeah. to be honest you know i I do bitch a lot about checkoffs, but the next best thing to that is for me to be on those checkoff boards. And so I have to decide, do I want to bitch about checkoffs and be on the board or do I need to control my bitching? And I've decided I need to control my bitching, <laughs> which is hard. How because I dedicate my time? I need to shut the hell up. That's I how do I'm going to do I need to shut the it. hell up because, because I could run for those boards and I know that. Yeah. Um, we have plenty of women who sit on corn and soybean here in Indiana. Yeah. Um, but um, if if you're, what what is that saying? If you're not a part of the solution, you're the problem. Or if you're part of the problem, you're not a yeah. part of the solution, whatever the hell it is. You just have to decide what's important to you. But you can't bitch if you're not yeah. willing to be a part of the solution. Well, it's if you don't like something, you either have to change it or shut the, shut hell, the hell up, up about it. it. Was basically how I yeah. was raised. Is my my mom would always be like, if she heard me complain about the same thing twice, it was so. What are you going to do to fix it? Well, I don't know. You know. Well, obviously, you need to do blah 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 to fix it. Well, I'm not going to do that. Well, then you need to shut the hell up about right. it. Exactly. And that's you know. And but I'm going to say, and it, it, he did go on. He said, within agricultural, within agriculture colleges, women have for years been the majority. Farmers are just as likely to be getting their agronomic advice from a woman agrologist. Apparently, in Canada, it's an agrologist. Oh my god, I know. LOL. When I read that word, I'm like, I don't even know what the hell it means. It, it looks. I don't know. It looks. 
It looks like a misspelling. I don't know. Yeah. And so most parts, experts are judged on their merit and not their sex, which is very, very true. But do you feel that you have to work harder to prove your merit? Have you had to work harder? I mean, of course, now we're to the point, you know, for me, um, I feel that I'm to the (laughs) point now where um, perhaps my reputation precedes me, good or bad, of course. Um, that's, you know, to where, um, people either know me from, from Twitter or, um, one of my many appearances somewhere, um, or they know me because they have a a friend who works with me or, you know what I mean? Like I don't recruit customers anymore. I, and I'm very picky about taking new ones on, which sounds really snobby, but when I was 25, I'd work with anyone, you know what I mean? Kind of deal. So now I feel like perhaps I've, I have proven my merit, but I will tell you it was harder, I believe, to prove my merit when I was in my 20s. Now, the question I sometimes ask, was it harder because I worked for a company that was different than your regular run-of-the-mill grain elevators, or was it harder because I was a female? And I would say probably a little bit of, of both. Now, see, I would say, you know, okay, maybe I had to work harder at proving myself, but I think it was because I was young and not because of, I was a female. And And that's another thing you have to realize. Are you having to work harder because you're young or because you're a female? Because most likely it's because you're young. Yeah. And you don't have um, someone preceding you or handing you a position or something like that. You know, because I would say that a lot of men have had to prove themselves, you know, but there's been others that haven't. I know there's a lot of guys in the industry that that I work in that their, their dad ran the elevator. And so they took the job. You know what I mean? Like it was just expected that they would be the next in line and it was part of a family business and blah, blah, blah. But that's a different story. I think you may. I would say if you're under the age of 30, you probably have to prove yourself because you're young. Yeah. Which makes sense. I did one time though have a customer that was ticked about something that I had explained to him and he called my boss and I was trying to explain to my boss the situation And the customer said, you tell that girl, I can hear her. And I wasn't saying anything wrong. I wasn't, like I said, I was explaining my side of the situation. And he, you tell that girl. And I remember just being like, so taken back by that. Um, You know, full disclosure, we work awesome together now. We get along just fine. But I remember kind of being like, oh, you know, that's different. But um at the same time, like I've said a thousand times before, when I first started, you didn't have a lot of female traders. And and female agronomists in Michigan weren't really all of that prevalent at that point in time yet either. I wouldn't say they're that prevalent now, but still. I feel like they're all over the place. Oh, there's more now, but I, in general, I mean, it's still a small minority, I would say. Yeah. What, I, yeah, I just, I feel like they're just, uh, there's, or there's, they're more respected. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe I'm... You know, I don't want to diminish anything because maybe I'm just really super lucky. Um, And I've always worked with, you know, in most in my professional career, the last 17 years, I've always worked with John. And I know if something if anybody had even said one slight crossword to me, if I would have told him, which I would have told him, I mean, he would have just taken care of it just like that. So, yeah. So you have had someone you know, kind of there being your person that you could. Right. And I know not everybody has that, but I just, I guess I just never, if, if it was an issue, it never got to me as far as, you know, maybe people said stuff to John, but it never got back to me. So. 
I don't know. I think part of this comes down to finding, and I know this is like totally the 2017 catchphrase, catch word for everything. Find your tribe. Um, If it happens to be all women, great. Go for it. If it happens to be, you know, a diverse group of people, great. Do do what you need to do. Judging people for wanting to be in group, women's ag groups is just as bad. The problem we're getting into is the judging. We're judging everybody. And so if you want to be in women in ag, now, can you ask for special treatment? I don't think so. I don't think you can say, hey, I want to be treated equal. I belong to women in ag. Well, and that was one thing, too, that was mentioned, and, and I've got to be careful how I approach this, but it's it's a very true, it's a, it's a fact of life um, where there was a mentioning of um, taking maternity leave and being demoted during that and how terrible that was, which it, it is. In a way, I, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't want to see people having kids and losing their job. But the fact is, somebody has to do your job while you're exactly. Yeah. If you have a high level of responsibility that you wanted, you then have, have, you know, unfortunately have to make decisions about who is going to sacrifice in your relationship to take care of the child that you want to have. And I, and then at the job, at your workplace, someone has to take care of the work that you're missing while you're taking maternity leave. Yeah, or everyone would love to have leave. Or... And I'm over here going, what the hell is maternity leave? Who gets exactly. that? We, all three of us are, yeah. right? Because we we didn't have... Um, that wasn't an option. We didn't have that. It wasn't an option. I didn't have the option to train someone how to do my job because I can't train anyone how to do my job. I, I, I mean, obviously someone will figure it out eventually, but they, I couldn't train someone for six weeks to just leave me alone and let me bond with my child. Do I regret that sometimes? Yeah, because how nice would it have been to spend six weeks in complete, you know, motherly bliss, you know, oh, just kind of bonding. <laughs> I'd have probably been bored out of my mind by the third week, but only getting two weeks, you know, because I was working during that. I mean, I was doing month end while sitting in the NICU. Like it, there was, I, so, you know, there is, I think. I was answering weed control questions in the hospital bed after an emergency C-section. Well, that's just it. So I think sometimes, um, you know, we. The world's going to go on. Yeah. We you. expect I mean, special treatment, but we don't want it to call, we don't want to call it special treatment. And that's, and I don't want to take women back, you know, by any means at all, but um, and I don't want to take away from, you know, the things that we've achieved or the expectations that we have. But unfortunately, decisions have to be made. And it goes back to that priority thing and stuff like that. Like, you know, if, it, on, as a female, I, it, it sucks. But as a female, it's but not as a as human, easy. it's part of the world. Well, that's just it. But as a female, it's, your life changes a hell of a lot more when you have kids and when you decide to. And, and that's part of life. And you have to figure out how to make that work as a woman than I think it does as a, a man. I mean, I remember thinking in the first six months, yeah. you know, Carl's life hadn't changed really at all. Meanwhile, I was like a busted can of biscuits trying to figure out how to get my hormones and emotions under control. You know, I'm still like, 18 months later and I'm like busted can of biscuits trying to not cry at the Zillow commercial, yeah. which is a housing Wait, online thing. Until he finally gets three. 
no. Yeah. And then I'll probably be happy again and still be happy that I don't have another one to deal with. But, you know, it was kind of one of those things where um, it's hard because we want to be treated as equals, but we also have things that maybe limit. We want special treatment. Let's just yeah. be honest. We want to be treated as equals, but. Well, we can't have the babies and expect not to be treated as the ones who have the babies. I mean, men can't have babies, so they can't take, you know, time off in that yeah. type of situation. So I don't know. That's not really good. Yeah. I think it's. Yeah, I mean, everybody, I mean, it's hard for me to raise, you know, I've got a 14-year-old son, and I'm, like, working side by side with Chris, but I'm like, well, I want to raise him to be a gentleman, and Chris goes, you can't have it both ways. He's not going to crawl up in the pickup truck bed to hook up your livestock trailer for you because he's trying to be a gentleman if you want to be treated equal. I'm like, well... I want to be. Oh, I want to be treated like a and lady, do it. and then I, go do the dishes. Isn't that what Andrew said? Yeah. Elders. I'd like to be those days when the, the bed of the pickup truck's wet. I'd like for him to be a gentleman and do it for me because exactly. I will get my knees wet. But yeah, you know, it's it's hard to do that. It's hard to say, and it has to be confusing on their end as well. You know, well, you know, do I help her hook the trailer up because, or is she going to be mad that I don't think she can do it? Yeah. Um, it's a fine line. Yeah. Um, it, there is, yeah, but yeah. How do you distinguish yeah. when you need to be chivalrous and when you need to not, not be? be chivalrous because you're treating someone as a lesser, you know, and that's, and I, I mean, life's not fair. It's not going to be fair. Unless it's we not don't have fair, the same parts ever. Yeah. We don't have yeah. the same parts and we don't want to make ourselves into one, you know, genderless group of humans. Like, and that's what I said today is, is uh, I embrace being a woman because some of the things that I have that come from being a woman are beneficial to my customers. You know what I mean? Like right. I really, um, Angie, which right? I yes. well, yeah, what, what are you right. selling over there? Well, Angie? You know, that's why I said I'm not taking on any more clients, but um, <laughs> you know, it was one of those things that uh you know, Jim had brought it up and I hope he doesn't mind me quoting him. And if he does, then sorry, Jim, I'll send you a Casey's donut. Um, he just said, you know, it strikes me as counterintuitive that women using um, quotations do not want to be defined as being a woman yet attend meetings that are designed to define them as women. That was a little troubling to me because I have no problem with being defined as a woman. You know what I mean? So are we giving this impression that we don't want to be defined as women? And what is wrong with being defined as a woman? If we do, you know what I mean? It's a valid question. Yeah. I mean, you can't pick and choose when you want to be. Yeah, I am. I'm good. You know what I mean? I'm totally good with being a chick because that makes me different than, um, you know, my male Carl. counterpart. Yeah. Very different than Carl, like exceptionally different than Carl. Cause that'd be weird if we weren't, that'd be like Barbie doll sex or something. I mean, and that's, that's what makes the world go round. I don't know. You know, you can't, it's like we're, we want one thing yeah. certain ways and, and, but at certain times, but at other times we need it to work this way for us. Yeah. Talk about, but when things don't go our way, we can't flip the gender exactly. card either. That's true. When when they don't go your way, you can't say, "Whoa, wait, that's not the way it was supposed yeah. to work." I think the other thing we have to think about is if we're going to have all these women in ag programs and whatnot, you cannot get mad 
when they have men in egg. Which I think there's a lot of, I mean, I participate with this group about once a year and it's all men. And we sit around, they sit around, they meet, you know, once, I don't know how often they meet, but I get invited every now, you know, like I've been invited a couple of times the last couple of years to come down and give a presentation. And then we have a conversation about things. It's all men. It doesn't even, it doesn't even cross my mind that it's all, all men. It's actually, I had to think about it. Cause I'm like, I never remember being at a, a meeting where it was completely 100% all men Except for that one, and that—that's not. It wasn't all the meetings I go to. Are yeah, it wasn't a he-man woman haters club, obviously, because they've invited me and they want me to to be a part of the conversation. It just so happens that they're the ones that are making the decisions on their farm, and and they're the ones that can get away for a a day. A day, you know what I mean? Because like, women are probably home doing the work, probably no, taking care of the shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it depends. I mean, we had a couple women who have come. I mean, there's a couple that are there right now, younger generation. But prior to that, we had older ones, that just a couple that came. And then when their children had kids, they went home to take care of the grandkids. Yeah. And yeah. so um, I'm used to being the only girl at our meetings. Um, I like that there's no line to the bathroom. No, yeah. you cannot use the women's bathroom, even if there's just one me and there's 25 of you. No. Yeah. You know, I but do order the lunch. I order- that you can oh. use the men's restroom if you're... Right. At a sure. large group of men cannot use a woman, but you can use no, the men. That's a that's a meeting. Damn foul. straight. You don't use the women's bathroom no matter what. Uh, I don't care how I will walk no, but... into a man's bathroom if you paid me. I worked at bars and restaurants and have had to clean them. They're disgusting. Men are I disgusting. Did in a concert once, but I, I got a pee. I may not have been no. But. No, I like got a view of a trough that guys were pissing in when I was like five or six. Somehow <laughs> I had a bald field or something. I don't know, but I I've p- been traumatized. Do you know how since. much of my life I piss outside? I'm not going to be traumatized <laughs> by a- I'm so out of practice now. I'd pee so hard down my leg, but <laughs> but no, I mean that. But I'm just saying, I, would, you know, I-, I do order the lunches at all our meetings because if I left it up to John, they'd be eating crap. Um. You yeah. know, sometimes I don't want pizza at every meeting, and so that's why I make the orders. So if I want barbecue yeah. or I want to get salads or if I want... <laughs> Part of that is out of selfish reasons. I mean, yeah. that's you get to be the one to, to choose what it is and things like that. At least for me, I'm the one that's like, yeah, let's have roast and blah, blah, blah. I will blah, call blah, the caterer and, and pizza, I'll take care of that. But, yeah. But, but it's I not because do, I'm a woman. It's just because I'm picky about what I want to eat at a meeting. I, yeah, well, and that there's nothing wrong with that. It's food. I like wake up and plan my day around food. So it's cool. But I will say, you know what I mean? That women, um, I do like the, the tribe thing and I do like the women in ag thing because I've been a part of a lot of really small, um, women in ag groups. And next week I get to go to speak and with one and, and, and I think that's great. If that's, if that functions for you, because you are also open-minded. Oh yeah. The other way. I don't go both ways like you do, Jen, but. <laughs> right, right, right. But I, I just think you need to be open-minded. You can you yeah. can be all about women in ag. I think that's great. If that's where you want to find your inner power, your girl power. If that's Am where you want girl to be, like... gain your information. I know, right? <laughs> if you, if that's, if that's where you feel comfortable gaining your empowerment or whatever i think that's great self-esteem balloon gets filled yes (laughs) but i think you have to be open-minded that and not judge other people's if they choose to find that in a different situation those types of programs may be more appealing than they are in other areas and i yeah my biggest thing is i don't want to see people fight 
people who aren't involved and who don't like it take it away. Is my be judgy. The problem is, is we're judgy. Well, and so I don't want to see people feel like they can't attend something that they think would be beneficial to them because they're afraid that someone's going to think that they don't see themselves as an uh, a true member of the the industry because they like to go to the women conferences. There's there's nothing wrong with you know the greatest conference ever, and I would invite anyone to go to it. It, I love it. Is the Executive Women in Ag Conference? There's three hundred some odd women plus. I don't even know. It fills up the entire little room there and it's just cool like it's just fun to go and and be around other women who work in the industry and and not have to worry about um you know we could talk about what happened on Grey's Anatomy but we can also talk about what happened with dicamba yield loss you know what I mean it's kind of fun no right except for Karen that's her safe space (laughs) and she has Grey's Anatomy recorded so you can't no spoilers oh I don't watch Grey's sorry but just kidding but that's, you know, it's one of those things where I do, I like them and I don't want to see them taken away because we feel that we're, they're, they're doing us a disservice. Um, and maybe, and, but I it, went to one that I will say, and maybe I need to go to a few more, but I felt like I was, it was sold to me as a more of a peer to peer. And when I got there, it was all of these high schoolers and college age kids. And at that time I'm like, you know, no, I just don't need yeah. that. I'm not here to mentor somebody else. I was here to find, you know, people that are more like me. And so maybe it was yeah. just more of a and disappointment I, factor right. that I had the wrong idea. See, I, I am. I, I want to mentor. If someone needs someone, you know, if you want to reach out and you need, and I'm not taking away from you not wanting to mentor, Karen, that's not, I just remember being 28 years old and my boss sitting me down and I was, I'd just gone through a divorce and I was dating a 24 year old um, who didn't have a driver's license because he had had a DUI (laughs) and uh, was kind of broke and worked at the elevator and blah, blah, blah. Super nice guy. It was kind of fun to pretend I was in my early twenties when I wasn't, but my boss was like, dude, you're the vice president of this company. Like you can't be flitting around doing the elevator guy. And (laughs) You know, like, and I was like, but why? And he's like, you need to seek out, you know, a successful women, you know, successful women in, in your industry and blah, blah, blah. And you need to improve on yourself. Like quit being, you know, you're not just you, you know, like you got to get your shit together here. And I couldn't find anyone. And so like, then I reached out to Twitter and I found lots of people, but I think it's important, you know, to be able to. I mean, I think it was just different. I mean, I think you have to have both and the way it was sold. Oh, for you? Yeah, yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to go to, you know, this, I had a baby and I didn't, you know. It was a wasting of your time. That wasn't what you were looking to do. It wasn't, you know. I I don't, and for me, you know, I have my own business and when college and high school age kids all they see are the big company names yeah yeah and if you don't work for one of those they don't necessarily need anything from you I guess yeah. I don't know I just it no, wasn't the I right understand. fit for me but not saying that I haven't mentored because I have through 4-H house for different girls who've been in yeah sciences you've done a lot of stuff and you do through the alumni group and everything like that I just you know I can understand that particular thing but for me I you know I just, if someone needs help figuring out finding themselves or whatever, and I can be part of that, then woohoo. And if that happens, Angie yeah. wants you to help. Right. If if Angie happens, wants to help you find yourself. Well, <laughs> I mean, if, I'm not talking about exploration, Jen, you pervert. 
<laughs> self-exploration. That's a conversation well, we have with your all mother. I have, yeah, all I have to say is, Harris, no one's asked me to mentor them <laughs> ever. Will you mentor me, Jen? You do mentor me. I like your not giving a <laughs> attitude. Like, you've been... But you have been a role model. It, you know, I don't think you've you've realized, I know that sounds stupid because everyone assumes that a role model has to be someone much older than them and not a peer. But I think you can have a peer that's also a role model. That's someone that you look up to. I don't think there's anything. I look up to both we of you. We from our beds. Yeah. Not during self-exploration times, though, just to be right. clear. But no, I mean, that's, that's the main thing is that... Uh, you know, if you feel that you want to reach out and have a tribe of women around you, then then awesome. If you feel that you want to approach, I guess if there's one thing that I can tell you is that you kick ass all and I'm using it all of you. You know what I mean? Like not just my gals here, but they do kick ass. But everyone kicks ass in their own unique way. Don't be scared to approach someone and say, hey, I want to be part of your club. Yeah. I mean, we had you this know, little. If you want to be a part of the club, be a part of the club. club with the three of us and Vicky and Janelle and Monica. And yeah, we have our. I have no time. idea how that came about, but, you know, we found each other and, you know, we bounce ideas off of each yeah. other and cheer each other on. And well. And to be quite honest, we have our other tribe as well, um, you know, that we talk every day about right. other stuff that's going on. So I, I think, and I think it's a it's a hit and miss thing. You yeah. have to try different, just like the conference you attended, Karen, that wasn't up your alley. That does, that didn't at all mean that you gave right. up on conferences. Yeah. yeah. I'm just not going to go to any conference unless Angie's there. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's. You're not going to, you're not Super guaranteed fun. to like right. everything you do or every conference you go to. Yeah. And that's, I've been to plenty where I'm like, that was a waste of time, you know, but I've also been to some really good ones where I've come away and, and been happy. And, and, you know, and that's, that's the thing is it maybe social media is taken away from the isolation that, that was there when I felt like I was in my twenties trying to figure out where to go. And I mean, at the same time too, it's kind of weird. So weird to like approach someone and be like, will you be my friend? You know, but I went, I actually ended up that summer. I went to um, a leader or I applied and, and made it into a, a leadership conference through the state of Michigan or a leadership class. And I would recommend to any young person, male or female, you, if you want to do something to find a tribe and find yourself, which sounds again, not odd. Yeah, but self-exploration is healthy, both physical and mental. And so apply, be a part of your leadership conferences, take, take classes, you know, get to know what kind of, what color you are, purple, blue, whatever that whole entire personality experience is, you know, are you an introvert or an extrovert? More than one tribe. I mean, there's different tribes for different reasons, you know, definitely a little tribe. I have a tribe of agronomists that we talk about stuff with, you know, I have the tribe of actual people in real life that I see. You have real life tribes? I don't. (laughs) It's a small one, but I do. You have real life tribes? I don't have real life. I have Carl and Colton. They're my tribe. Wow. But yeah, I mean, that's seek out and find. And if you are having a hard time finding what kind of tribe you want to get into, don't be afraid to reach out either, you know, um, reach out to us, reach out to someone close by. And, you know, the one thing I, we do have to say, and we, we were going to start with this, but we just kind of got into the conversation right off the get go. We don't want to take away from anyone that's actually experiencing something they should not be experiencing. You know, there was some conversation and, and, 
um, Adrian's post about, you know, a guy putting his hands on, on shoulders and slowly, you know, moving down toward that's yeah. assault brother. You know, like that's something that, that is, you don't yeah, put up with. It's, you know what? I don't. Yeah. Like that's, and maybe Karen and I talked about that a little bit. Maybe it's our resting bitch face that helps or the We're fact that friendly. no one is 100% sure that we wouldn't put a knee to the groin. If something I, like that, would yeah, no one has ever assaulted me. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. But if you have been, and you need, you know, to reach out, reach out, whether it's a trusted friend, whether it, it's someone about, if it or needs the to police, be, yeah. And I know sometimes, yes. And I know sometimes people are afraid if they reach out to HR, they're going to lose their job and stuff like that. But I think the one thing that we've seen, at least over these last couple, three weeks with everything that's come out with Hollywood, is that if you reach out to the right people, which could be someone not even related to your business. I mean, if, if you have something that you feel um is not right speak up and if you're a man and you're seeing another man do something that's not right speak up you know i can't believe the amount of men that thought that no one would notice you know we have tweet deck it's this cool little invention i can see all the boob gifts you guys like by the way dudes if i follow you and i can see <laughs> when you like um, something that is totally inappropriate said by some asshole that we're not even going to name here. You know, I can see that and I kind of silently file it away and you know, you. everyone's watching, but you know, that's the thing is, is stick up for everyone. Like we're all humans here. Like don't be a douchebag and, and, you know, practice the golden rule. And I guess one of the biggest things I can say for any man out there is if you wouldn't want your daughters to be treated that way, don't do it. Is that, is that oh totally well the other thing i have to say is you know if you're a douchebag people know i know specific people high up in commodity organizations and high up in large manu egg manufacturers who are known for issues of being inappropriate with their employees and with other women and don't think that everyone doesn't know what you're doing yeah. And just know that, you know, Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey just got taken down last week and your time is coming too. Yes. You're going to get taken down at some point and you're going to pay for all this crap that you put other people through. Yes, exactly. I think that, I think that brings you around too. Chris has always said that, um, you know, talking about women in ag and being accepted, if your daughter chose to go into ag, wouldn't you want her to be accepted? So why wouldn't you accept yeah. other women yeah. now? And I think a, um, a large majority of men easily accept women in ag. Um, I, I agree. You know, I don't think that's an issue, really, in a lot of ways. And if there is, then, like we said before, you, you need to have a sit-down – I mean, I guess you can't change how someone thinks, but you can not support them in their thinking, you know, whether it's by just clicking that stupid little heart. Oh, that guy's so cool. Look at him. I bet he was way awesome in high school. You know, like, ugh. and that was the piece of his. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, anything else you guys want to add before we uh, wrap her up this week? I think you have to be your own self. You have to make your own self worth. It's not for. It's not anybody else's responsibility but yours. I think that's so important when we talk about women in ag. Yeah, and I think finding your self worth and then building on it with a good tribe is is important. And it's like it I said, totally. if you're struggling with finding a tribe, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to one of us, because even if we don't have the ability to be a, a tribe member, we probably know people who can be, you know, 
Um, They're out there. Yeah, yeah. totally. And, and I think that's the great thing about social media now is like, I always say, you know, like Twitter started out as my water cooler because working here on the farm, I didn't have people to interact with all the time. And Twitter was able to do, I was able to do that with Twitter. And I think, yeah, if you just keep at it, those people are out there and you're going to naturally come together. Yeah, I agree. Well, just remember too, there are assholes out there and there are assholes to everyone and you don't have to deal with assholes. So that's true. There's a, there's That's a what the block feature is. That I don't follow, but other people interact with. And I just want to say, yeah, I dare you to say that to one of our three faces and see what happens to yeah. you. Yeah. I doubt you yeah. would be so bold in front of my face. The other thing is, is stop, get, don't give them a platform. You yes. know, and I think the one best line that I ever heard from anyone is don't let them live rent free in your head. <laughs> I think that was on a movie or something. I don't even freaking know. But, you know, don't let them get to you. And I'm not saying that you can't have a negative or adverse reaction right off the get-go. But if you're still thinking about it days and weeks later, months later, you're letting them live right free yeah. in their head. And they're they're not worth it. Some people are you know. just assholes. Um, I agree totally. Yeah. Embrace that idea and tell them to f*** off. It's pretty, I mean. And don't be one. Yeah. Yeah. Or... The other best things kill him with kindness. Oh, you! I just ignore him. You're funny. Bless your See, heart. Right? Like, Can Northerners say that? Yeah, that's what I am. I'm like, oh. f your mother. But anyway, um, next week we're gonna talk about gifts, right? Is that what we're Hopefully. gonna do, or is that not? We are. Hopefully, yeah. now that we bash people. We're going to talk about what we're to going to talk people. about spread and cheer in a burning pie bag of dog <laughs> That's poop. exactly what came to my mind, Angie. <laughs> Todd Caffey and is sending critter crap to people. <laughs> it's totally acceptable. Don't send poop when you can send glitter. It's the gift that keeps on giving. It's the herpes of crafts. So we're going to chat about that too. And, uh, um, you know, get you all geared up for Christmas. Cause we know Sean's already got his Christmas tree up, had it up for weeks. So, all right. We appreciate you guys listening. And as always, give us any feedback that you have. We we definitely want to hear from our listeners here. Um, Even if it's not, well, if it's not nice, just write it and put it in a bottle and send it out to sea because no one needs it. You can disagree with us. Just don't be an asshole. Yeah. Disagree all you want. Don't be a jerk about it. So, well, so we will uh, see you back here next week. And no inquiries about Angie's self-exploration. Thank you. (laughs) Or how Jen goes both ways. Right. So have a good one.